What's up, everyone? This is the Building and Empowering People's Podcast, and I'm your host, Victor Thomas and Derek Simmons Jr. And like we say, we just come to talk about life, come to encourage, to motivate, whatever it is that we could do for you. But, you know, we just do our best to try to bring, you know, real life, uh, real conversations to you guys on a weekly basis. And um, this week we got a couple interesting topics that we're going to talk about and hopefully you know, it does does some help and makes a difference within your life. Uh, we got a couple and we're just going to get started off with it. Yeah. So the first topic is. We'll start off with a light one. Usually we like throw the light one in and like right. the middle or the end or whatever it is. But um, we'll start off with the light one. Uh, what makes you happy? Uh, so Derek, you want to start off with uh, with that question? I think that's a that's a pretty pretty easy one. And yeah, man, um, what makes me happy, man, is really just really the simple things of life. Um, what makes me happy is just making memories with families and friends. Um, serving God, you know, serving others. Um, you know, I like to put my happiness in things that I know can last forever, rather than putting my happiness in like material things that material things that's not going to matter you know what i'm saying like i know a lot of us like we put our happiness in like money or like materialistic things and it's cool to be happy with those things but it's not cool to base your happiness off those things if that makes sense so for me personally just you know making memories with family and friends like i said serving god serving people doing things that um that will really make a an impact and just um those really that's like you said that's a simple question but those is really where i put my happiness in what about you bro man for me it's it's pretty similar you know it's uh what makes me happy is like doing stuff for other people um to an extent you don't want to be like oh what makes me happy is doing stuff for people and you spend your whole life you know doing that because people taking advantage of it but yeah so you like doing stuff for people whenever you can. Like that that's what makes me happy. Obviously, you know, my family like that that that's always gonna put a smile on your face for when you sure. think of your family, you're like, man, like that that's like the reason for existence at time. You know, having your family and knowing that uh that they're there and you're making a difference for them and you get to see them at the end of the day. Right. Uh, so that and um you know, man, what what also makes me happy is like just simple things like going to the park, like that really makes me happy. Uh, I'm a foodie, so I love eating good food. Like, that makes me happy. Um, watching, like, TV and movies and uh, listening to, like, good programs and stuff, like good audiobooks or podcasts or um, even, um, what else? Like, different interviews and stuff. Like, that stuff makes me happy. Like, stuff that can, like, really challenge challenge me as a person and, there's like intellectual stuff that's like stimulating to my mind. Like that stuff like that makes me happy to know that um, I'm gaining stuff in the process of just listening or whatever, having conversations with people that, that makes me happy. Just being around people, you know, that, that makes me happy. Um, Yeah, man, that's, that's some of the things that, that makes me happy. So let's kind of, I know that typically we talk about the stuff that, we kind of answer the questions based off of, of us. But what are some of the things that 
you see people putting their happiness in that won't last that long. Um, usually like money, like I like let's say for example like high school, like you know the, how the teachers makes you get up and say what you want to be when you grow up and stuff like that, and like right. the majority of the class, like they were talking about. You know, I just want to get this money so I can buy this car. Like, you know, you know how they be, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm like, dude, like I get money is like I feel like money is something is important, but it's not something you should live for, man. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think the main thing, like what people like put their like the happiness in, but it doesn't last forever. Money is like the number one thing, man. And it's like don't. I wouldn't base your happiness off of something that's not going to last forever or something that's not going to matter. You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, some people put their happiness, like the new things that come out, like, man, if I get this one thing, man, it's going to make me so happy. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be successful in life. Like, Oh yeah. Like it's, that's, that's some of the things like I see people put their happiness in and it's like, I've noticed when they put their happiness in it. And then when a couple years go by and it doesn't matter anymore, they're right back to that same status of like, oh yeah, dang, I'm not, I'm not happy. Like I, I thought this would make me happy, but it didn't. So that's for me. For me, man, I, I typically will take that what you said, but I will add some on to it. And t- typically, sometimes they don't get a chance to to see that that didn't make them happy because right. typically it goes from one thing to the next. So they don't really notice it until later on. It's like, all right, is this one minute? Then the next thing is something else is making you happy. It's like exactly. your happiness is like it's evolving from thing to thing. It's Just like say like, yeah, for sure. Way, like, it's like it started off at this off brand stuff and then it went into name brand. Then it went to like super name brand. Then it went into like trends and that type of stuff. So, uh, Sometimes it just elevates with, with people and that is not a a good place to be in when your happiness is within what other people are doing or just materialistic things. And I can uh, vouch for this personally because I was at a point where I love phones, but I was at a point where whenever a new phone came out, let me just say Samsung because I've owned I've not only had Samsung, but probably for the past, like, almost 10 years, it's the only phone that I've had. So every time a new Samsung would come out, whether it was, like, the Galaxy line or the Note line, Mm -hmm. like, I had to have the new phone. Like, in order for me to be happy, I had to have it. Like, obviously, I got one of the latest ones now, but I went two years without having it. So this was like, all right, cool. But uh, beforehand, it was just like, man... I was going to be miserable if I didn't get the the latest uh, Galaxy or the latest Note. And it's like, I literally put myself through stuff like where my phone bill was super expensive because I had a two-year deal with this phone, but I did an early upgrade and they put the amount, amount remaining for that previous phone onto this new phone. Now, in, in two years, I'm paying for two phones, but I only got one because they took the other one. Yeah. And now my phone bill three, four hundred dollars, and you know, and I'm spending money that that I could spend somewhere else. But I got the latest phone. You know, I've never been a guy that's been into shoes and that type of stuff. Like yeah. I can promise you, the only pair of shoes that I've, well, I've bought like dress shoes and that stuff. So I'm not gonna count that, but. I've only mainly bought Air Force Ones. People can say like, oh man, those are pricey. Those are this, like whatever. Like to me, I like them and they're simple. Like they cost about a hundred dollars now or Mm -hmm. less, but 
I'm not into like the Jordans and that stuff. You know, like people sitting in line, like, man, I got to get the latest yeah. Jordans. I got to do this. And it's like, that's not going to make you happy. Or exactly. I got to get the latest uh, jersey or I got to get this. I got to get that. Like, it's cool. Like if, if you're doing it based off of it being something that you want, you can afford it. It's not, you know, playing a role in your happiness, then by all means, get it. But if it's something that if you're looking for anything that's materialistic, anything that is temporary for happiness, it's only going to cause you more pain in the process because that stuff can be like addicted. Like when you're mm -hmm. looking for material things and looking for that to make you happy, it becomes an addiction. And what happens is addictions grow. Yeah. So like it may have started off with, you know, um, just say a pair of shoes and then it went into an outfit that matched the shoes then it went into a hat then it went into this and now you got this whole whole uh wardrobe uh addiction instead of now just a sh shoe addiction so if you don't cut it off at where it is it grows and now your happiness has to be in having so many more things than just yeah. what it started off as exactly man it's like like you said if you go in trying to buy stuff for happiness it's like it's not you thinking it's happiness, but it's actually poison. Like it, you, it gets in now, and then over time, it, like it starts to get to your body, man. It's just like, like it's not really truly happiness. It's like it, like you said, it's cool to buy stuff. Like, like it's cool to buy. Like if I wanted, like you know, like if let's say for I'm not a sneakerhead either, but like let's say for example, I wanted to buy Jordans just because I wanted them. I wear them. Like that's cool. But if I if I'm literally like just basing my whole happiness off of this one materialistic thing. That's not going to matter. Like, that's not, that's just having a toxic mindset instead of having, like, oh, that's making me happy. So, like I said, I feel like happiness is, like, I think we all have our own forms of happiness, but I feel like happiness is definitely not, like, putting your, putting all your, your time and energy into that thing that's materialistic thing. Like, sometimes it's just the simple things of life with family and friends and, like, all these other different things that truly matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So happiness is supposed to be something that's either free or doesn't cost a lot yeah, of money. For so, sure. Yeah, that's that's true happiness. But man, let's jump over into the next topic. I was uh, I think that was that was that was a pretty good good subject. Yeah. But this one right here, we're gonna dive in and get a little bit deeper into it. That was we started off pretty light, but the next one is um who are the people in your life and what do they bring to the table? So you want to start off with that one, whether you want to make it personal or giving advice on the type of people that people should have in their life or whatever it may be. But okay. uh, I'm going to throw it over to you. OK, so the people in my life um, that I surround myself with. Um, I surround myself with people that kind of have like the same mindset as me and that could or even not either the same mindset as me or a mindset that is better than me. I'm not trying to say that in like, for example, like when I say that's the same mindset as me, I'm not talking about like everything that I think, but I'm talking about the mindset of like, okay, for example, like I'm a big dreamer. Like I want to surround myself with other types of dreamers. You know what okay. I'm saying? That like, makes perfect sense. You know what I'm saying? Like not exactly think, cause that could be like a bad thing. Cause if, you, if you're surrounded with people that think exactly like you, then there's no type of growth in that. So I try to surround myself with people that, you know, builds me up, that, you know, gives me constant, like, wisdom and stuff like that. Um, I surround myself with big dreamers. I surround myself with people that build me up because, like, the more that you surround yourself with people that has a great and a good impact on your life, the more that's going to bring you up. And 
even if I do have friends that's like, that's not, I guess, that doesn't have the same mindset as me. Like, I know a lot of people are like, um, like, throw them away. But it's like, if also you have a chance to build them up to where you are, then that would be a good chance as well. But if they continue trying to bring you down, like, I remember um, I was at a church camp. And, of course, it wasn't his saying. Someone said this, but there's a saying that goes around by saying, show me your friends, show me your future. And so, like, I think that it's like, for example, and they said, show me your friends, show me your future. It's like, if I surround myself with, if I surround myself with people that's not good for me, like, let's just say, for example, like smoking or drinking and all that. If I continue to surround myself with that, like, the, that's, the, that's what I'm going to grow into it more and more. But if I surround myself with the things that is true and was right, with people that's building me up, that's what I'm going to grow into. So I like to, I like to kind of think of that quote and like, look at my friend group as that. So that, that's the type of people I really try to surround myself with some tips and advice. So the saying, I think you were looking for, I, I, I just got it myself. It was, uh, if you show me your friends, I can, I can show you your yeah, future. Yeah, yeah, tell, yeah, yeah, I'll tell yeah. you your future. Something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I know what you was getting to. I was just trying to figure out what, what it was. I'm like, all right, well, it's somewhere. I know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. If you show me your friends, I'll I yeah, exactly you future, or show you your future. That's exactly and, what it is. And you know, also one that, that I love is that, you know, uh, if you hang around 10 of anybody, like that's what, what you're going to end up being like. Yeah. So if you hang around 10 broke, if you hang around nine broke people, you're bound to be the 10th. You hang around nine negative people, you're bound to be the 10th. Nine successful people, unsuccessful, productive, unproductive, you're bound to be that 10th. So it's like, I got what you're saying, like like-minded people, like you want people that, that have mindsets that are like-minded to yours, like they they may have they may want to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever it is and you want to be uh, a chef or an accountant or whatever it is but y'all have exactly. goals that yeah. are aspiring to be something better than what it is it's not like uh leveled um leveled aspirations to where you're you're cool with what you're doing like y'all yeah. have aspirations to be great and to be better than whatever circumstance that y'all may be in and that's what but, it's about man yeah, for sure and um for me, man, mine is uh, it's it's pretty high, man. Like I, I promise you, I can't really even get people to stick around that long because my um, God, it's uh, my standards are, are very high, and sometimes my standards can be so high that people kind of run away from it. So I can say over the past couple years. My my level and my standards have have grown and risen. So, um, I can honestly say like you're probably one of the the only people that are like that are that's in my life because the yeah. other people they check in here and there, but it, it's mainly on like some selfish stuff. But uh, my standards are high, man, when it comes to uh, having friends and what they bring to the table. So I can I can probably say that, uh, you know, just you. Yeah. But uh my standards are like, you know, when I when I connect with a person, my thing is is I'm automatically trying to add value to them. Like I'm just an add value guy. Like if I connect with you, I'm gonna send you stuff that based off of the conversation that we had, so you can get a better understanding, you can become better, you can know more about it, you can do this, you can do that. And uh I'm going to stick with it. Like I'm going to check in with you on a regular basis. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And that's based off building you up. My whole thing is to build you up because ultimately I know like if I build you up, 
then God's going to take care of me or I'm going to build you up. You're going to get to a point where you can return the favor. So it's like, I know that is the case. So my thing is just automatically coming in, just like, boom, boom, just adding value, doing this, doing that. But man, uh, I can say that that's been a very hard thing to, to do because people are, it's almost like they're turned off by that. You know, people don't really, and I'm not just going to say people or the people that I've met have been turned off by that. It's, it's people out there that, that won't be as intimidated by that. They'll take that challenge. They'll run with it and they'll continue to do the same thing. Like they'll match the same energy. They'll do this. They'll do that. They'll bring to the table what you bring to the table. Or even if they can't bring what you bring, they'll bring what they have to bring to the table. Right. And this is not just money or material things. It's like, uh, feeding each other with with knowledge with information like hey i read this book and this that and the other like well i read this interview i did this i'm gonna make sure that you get that and you know i get this so just matching whatever it is like y'all may not have the same thing to offer but y'all are both offering each other stuff and y'all are building and and empowering people and just taking each other to the next level so that's what it's about it's about being able to have people in your circle that uh that are about growth that about what you're about some people aren't about growth so this is called building and empowering people's podcast but i i get it that everybody's not about growing and doing this that and the other like some people are cool with having people that's just gonna smoke with them or people are just gonna drink with them and that's the level that they are at and that's the energy that they want to bring so typically if you find those individuals they probably don't want to be around somebody that's like talking about school or trying to get a better job. They're like, no, nah, man, you, you kill, you're killing our buzz. We're trying to do this. And you talking about something that's like, you know, out the way, but yeah. So for me, that's, uh, I couldn't really answer the question, yeah. but I was able to answer to the best of what my reality is. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Like I, I get what you're saying. Like my mom told me, uh, when I used to get bullied and like I didn't really have friends at all. But my mom was always told me like I always had at least one friend and like I can faithfully say he's still my friend to this day. But my mom always told me as long as you got that one friend, you know what I'm saying? Like my yeah. mom my mom, for example, she doesn't have really a lot of friends. Like she got her her only one friend. They call each other every single day. They always checking up, they always praying for each other and doing that and it's like she always told me like and even my dad told me that like always surround yourself even if you just got one friend in this life, like that, that, that one friend will be stronger than those 500 other people that say they're your friend, but they're not even growing you. If that makes sense, they're not good for you as well. And sometimes you won't even know it. Like, so it's, it's always good to just find that one person in life that you know that's going to grow you instead of surrounding yourself with those 500 people that is just degrowing you each and every single day and you may not even know it but then when you reach that certain point you're just like man were they really my friends you know what yeah, I'm saying for sure for sure so if you're someone that's listening to this podcast and you're and you don't have um, a good circle of influence you don't have people that's in your life you don't have people that are or growing you that's taking you to the levels that you think you should be a part of like start reaching out to people yeah. i know it may be something that's like difficult or complicated or something that's, that makes you like very uncomfortable but start looking for people that are doing things that you like to do or people that are 
trying to pursue things that they want to do, like start yeah. with anybody. Like we always think as people sometimes that we always got to reach out to a celebrity or a millionaire mm-hmm. or somebody that that's known or this, that and the other. It's not about that. It's about people that are just like minded. Exactly, man. So in the process, you're looking for those individuals, you'll find it. Usually it may, you know, sometimes you may have to look a little bit harder, but, but it'll happen. You'll find at least one. Exactly. Like don't neglect community. That's the main thing too. Like never neglect communication. Like I feel like a lot of people, like when they see people say hi to them, they'll be like, Oh, that's weird. Like that's basically like kind of how we met, bro. Like yeah. who knew, like I'm just going to college, bro. And we just make a simple conversation. We'll be like the best, like, we'll be brothers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, for sure. So like, that's kind of the same way. Like you can't like neglect like communication because communication is important like people don't do that nowadays man like they just they just like to stay tuned with like the people that's close to them rather than trying to be close with someone they don't know you know right but man yeah hopefully this this topic here was was helpful and um you know if you all want to have more discussions about this you can check the the building empowering people's facebook or um instagram and Leave a comment if you guys need us to like drop a post or whatever so you guys can start putting comments. Just like do it so we can respond to you guys. We want to know what y'all think. We want to know what y'all like about the podcast, what topics, you know, whatever it is. But join a discussion with us. For sure. But let's jump into the next topic. Um, Next topic is effective communication and accountability. This was something that we discussed and talked about yesterday. This was uh, something that I said that we were going to start doing uh, for each other. So you want to get into that, kind of tell the people about like the conversation that we had or kind of some things that you've been doing since uh, hearing about this uh, yesterday. Yeah. So um, basically what we talked about yesterday was basically effective communication. Like I feel like uh, it was definitely talk I needed because like not just with you, but like with a lot of people, like I feel like I wasn't really effective at communication. And, like, some of the stuff they'll send me or, like, they'll say, like, they'll say certain things and I know I looked at it, but it's, like, and I actually look at it, too, but then when I don't say that back, it's, like, I haven't heard from you in a while and does yeah. this and do that, man. And not only just with that, but, like, just communication in general, like, uh, just making sure, like, that communication is there because that's, communication is, like, like, like we're saying, like, I feel like a lot of people, and even me, like, not just saying I'm perfect, like, this is me too, but, like, neglecting communication, like, not giving it, like, not feeding it the importance that it, it needs, like, um, so, like, something I've been working on, uh, like, like I said, not just with you, but just in general, like, um, I really try to, because, um, usually for me, like, I'm always doing something, so, like, I will read the message, but then I'll look back at it, for now, like, when I don't have time to respond, I feel like I need to start saying, like, I can't talk to you right now, but I'll talk to you when I get the chance. Like, even when I see it, like, just letting people know that, you know, you're there. Like, communication is, like, it's just very key to open doors, I feel like. They can send you something so important, like, um, they'll send you anything, but then you didn't really see that importance in it because you didn't take the time to see it. And like you said, if you start doing this with the close people in your life, Imagine getting like important phone calls or important new opportunities and you can't even and you didn't see it because you just kept feeding that um old mindset. Oh yeah. So So man, um Yeah, so the so let the people in on the conversation that we had, that was a lot of it. 
but to get like specifically, you know, we was having a conversation about just being effective communicators because we would have conversation and it wouldn't go as well. Like you said, like it would be something that, you know, we would send and wouldn't apply, wouldn't uh, reply back to it. And it'd be like, you know, now we're wondering like, what, what is the person thinking? Or have you got the message? Have you received it? Are you okay? And, you know, having that wondering mindset because you didn't get the response back from it. And what I was, uh, you know, telling you about it is, you know, you can't do this right now and expect to get better when like opportunities start presenting itself. An example that I gave you was like, just imagine, you know, you got a contract to speak for the Cleveland Cavaliers and they were calling you. You didn't have an agent yet. So they was calling you and you missed the call but you know you probably checked your phone a couple times after that but you didn't really pay that no attention you noticed it was a missed call you didn't call them back you didn't do that and then uh by the time you realized that you finally looked at it and it was probably a day later a couple hours later and by that time you tried to call but they didn't already found your replacement because they felt that you weren't urgent or serious about the opportunity they tried to give you something you didn't really take it serious and I was telling you that you can't you can't get prepared at the time that you need to be prepared. You have to prepare to be prepared. You have to get be consistent with stuff so that it's not even a thought, mm-hmm. you know, and that doesn't just apply. You know, I was I was talking about with me and you, but I was saying that it can't just be it's not just with me. You have to do this everywhere. Like how yeah. you do anything is how you do everything. And uh, Inky said. You you don't uh, you don't uh, meet the opportunity. He said something. I'm paraphrasing, it, but he said something on the phrase of you don't uh, you don't meet the level of opportunity that's presented. You revert back to the training which you you've been doing, and basically what that means is you don't go into opportunity having having the ability, the mindset, the preparation for it. You go back to all the stuff you did previously. So what he was saying is you have to prepare and train and develop the thing that you're trying to do so that when you get there, you're able to do it. Mm-hmm. And E.T. said, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Like if you're looking for something, you got to get ready for that one thing that you're looking for just in case it could present itself at any given time. And if it presents itself and you're not ready, you're going to lose opportunity. And then uh, next, we was talking about accountability. So, just about to say that too. <laughs> we went into the accountability of like, hey man, we've been saying. I said, hey man, we've been saying a lot of stuff that we're gonna do. It sounds real good. We talk about it every single week. We never get to it. We just having these great conversations and not being effective or not getting to the stuff that we said we're gonna do. Like, how do we get past that? So I was just like, man, let's. Let's hold each other accountable. Yeah. Let's let's start off at like kindergarten, like pre-K. We're going to hold each other accountable like every two, three hours. We're going to check in and see uh, if we're being productive, what we're doing. If we don't know what to do, message each other and say, hey, man, I don't know what to do. or And I haven't done this. So this is kind of what I'm doing to kind of hold each other responsible and accountable so that we can grow. We can become better. And as we grow and as that accountability gets better and as we have more trust for each other, the uh every two or three hours can kind of slowly go down to like four or five hours one or two times a day 
uh, three or four times a day till one and two times till eventually, you know, every other day or every couple days or once a week. And then it grows just based off of how we're doing with the accountability and what we set into place to be able to do. And that was something as we were talking, we realized that we were kind of very similar in having structure. Like we are two individuals that we need structure. And if we don't have structure, we'll kind of kind of go out, do whatever we want, or we won't get nothing done. And during this time, it's real easy to kind of do what you want to do because like no one has any structure. Mm -hmm. So we set up those rules and things to have effective communication and accountability towards each other so that we can that can be our structure system uh based off of us like your structure system may be totally different like you may be a person that doesn't need uh that doesn't need structure doesn't need this so you got to base it off of your needs and and what you need that's going to help you to grow but it's typically like two types of people is either structured people or unstructured people people that are structured they don't need structure in place uh, Cause they already have it. They just need probably like organization or something like that. But people that are unstructured usually need structure. So mm-hmm. based off what you need, you go towards that to try to improve and make yourself better and have an individual that you know or don't know or a group of people that's gonna hold you accountable for it. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I think that my mistake and like a lot of people like even like personal like friends when I talk about like doing different charity projects and stuff like that. It's like words can sound so like great but like when actually applying it like to your lives that will be so much greater you know what i'm saying so like i feel like i said before like i feel like words can pass away but like words or actions can stick forever that's what's like everything so like having someone that keep you accountable on doing stuff and not just speaking about it but actually doing it it's like it's always that kind of goes back to finding that one friend in life like find that one person that's going to keep you accountable it can be your mom dad friend like sister anybody but like find that one person that will keep you accountable that will keep you like you know keep you on the right track of life you don't want to like uh digress when you're supposed to progress in life you know what i'm saying like you want to keep on staying and keep on having that momentum like going forward and you don't want to keep on going back because you keep on doing the same cycle over and over again it's like Having that person to keep you accountable and keep you in check in life, that, that it will definitely help you in the long run. But yeah, so there's just a couple things about, you know, accountability and um, effective communicating because we all need to be account- held accountable and to be accountable for our actions and what we're doing. And we also need to have effective communication. We need to say exactly what it is and be effective with it and not leave any like anything left out or anything that's going to have people wondering or guessing whatever else it was that needed to be added to it and uh that just kills all that but let's jump into the next topic which is i love this one man because i've been reading uh reading a book but this one is are you are you generous or are you selfish i think you should start off with this one since you're talking about the book okay so i actually posted a quote um on my on the storyline that was retaining to this the story was um and i posted it it said the word generous starts with a g and selfish starts with an s god is generous satan is selfish which one are you which one are you modeling after so basically what i meant by that was 
I actually heard heard that and it made perfect sense. It's like God is generous. God starts with a G. Satan is selfish. Satan starts with an S. Mm-hmm. So it's like I got this, you know, within the book called The Blessed Life by Pastor Robert Morris. And he's just been talking a lot about being being generous and being selfish and the difference between and the mindset behind it, uh, what you get from it. Are you genuinely doing it out of your heart or are you uh, being generous to receive something? And um, I've just learned a lot over the over the course of, of listening to this, just generosity, talking about, you know, tithing and uh, helping people and going above and beyond the uh, the fact of what you're doing, because you were saying ultimately the money that, that we get, it's not ours, it's God's. So once we had an understanding of that it's not our money, that it's God's money, we're not uh, so stuck on keeping it tight and keeping it in our hand, but we're more so uh, focused on being able to just deal with it in a way that's helping other people. Because mm-hmm. obviously for the most part, all the money that we have, like that we, we go through, most of the time we don't really need it all. Like we got to pay some bills. We got to do this. And then most of the money is probably for like pleasure or whatever. Unless like your person is living beyond your means. But then if you're living beyond your means, that's kind of your fault. But for, sure. for the for the basic necessities and stuff, it, it typically you typically make enough to pay for those and have some left over. Exactly. So but it, what it was saying was um, just being a generous person overall generous people are winners Mm -hmm. and like people that are selfish are losers like not only do they keep their their fists and everything tight and not allow money to come in but they're losing the money that they're thinking they're holding on to so that's um that's kind of you know what i've been listening to what i've been reading the kind of information that i've gotten Mm -hmm. over uh being generous and selfish and i would consider myself um now I can consider myself uh, a generous person. Not yeah. only am I giving my time and my talent, but I'm giving my finances as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving those things which would would allow me to consider myself, um, you know, generous. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, generous, generous. I feel like being generous is definitely important, man. Like, say for example, Jesus, like. The greatest server like ever in the Bible was Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Um, he didn't come to be served. Well, of course we have to serve him. Like that's not what I'm saying. But he didn't necessarily come to be served, but he came to serve. He came to serve his people out of love, out of generosity. And so, like, I feel like with generosity, generous, like, you will know if you're being generous if you know you can say like, I don't expect nothing back. Like, I feel like generosity shouldn't like. You know what? Generosity shouldn't lead you to have curiosity if I'm getting something back from what I did. If that makes sense, like yeah, that, that was a good one. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you're being generous over something, like you shouldn't be like, okay, you may have did it in a you may have thought you did it in a, a generous like um, point, but you're actually doing it as selfish. If you're expecting something back, like it's important to always show love, and it shouldn't just be a, just a checkbook. Like oh, I've been generous for the day. Like it's just something that should like come naturally like being generous to at your household being generous in the store like no matter where you might be at no matter if it's the work or anything like that is like it's important to always be generous because like i said love 
Love tends to bring out the best in everyone and selfish intent and hate will only continue to not only destroy yourself, but the people that you're trying to make a, I, I guess, a relationship with. So mm -hmm. um, I can say like, um, I used to be the selfish person, man, like always trying to do stuff for my own intent, like try to do things for myself. Like, and I would do nice things for myself or just to be seen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like now I can not try to say it as if I'm better than anybody, but I could say that I'm a generous person, man. Like just trying to really, um, just be a server, like just to serve people out of love with nothing in return back. And not only for like, just, just, uh, people, but like also with church too, like, especially for me starting off a job and having like a lot of money and stuff like that is like, I don't want to give that away, especially since I'm first starting off, but it's like, now it's like with, um, offerings, like I feel like a lot of people with offering. They think about what the pastor is going to do with or like what the church is going to do with it in general. But like offering is not meant to do it unto men it's meant to do it unto God. So if you're holding off that thing, it's like you're being disobedient to God in a way. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, um, I can say I am a generous person. And like I said, generosity doesn't just come from like your finances. Yeah. It comes from your, your finances, your treasures, your, uh, your gifts, you know, God's word says that your gifts shall make room for you. Exactly. And, um, you know, being generous is looking out for others. Being selfish is looking out for self. Exactly. And, um, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's kind of what we had a conversation about when I was telling you about, you know, God's plan with, with finances. Like, you know, when you tithe, I used to always look at tithing as for the church. So that's why I would do it. Sometimes I wouldn't do it until I really got an understanding of it about two years ago. Um, you know how tithing is basically uh, your way of showing God that you trust him. Yeah. And plus it's a requirement. Like sure. God, like he required tithing, like since the very beginning of time, like he, he required you to give 10%. But since we're, we're living in an age where people like in the Bible, tithing was talking about this, this, and this, like, all right, so you're going to give God a sheep. Like you don't mm -hmm. have a sheep. Like it says where you're, um, where your treasures are lay, that's where your heart is. And for mm -hmm. most people, your your treasures are your money. So God wants what your treasures. And if your treasures aren't money, he wants that. But obviously you make an income. He wants they want the first ten percent of everything. Like he wants he wants ten percent of your time, of your your money, of your talent, like all of it. And it's just a way of showing God like it's a way of of thanking him for everything that he's done and also trusting them and saying that I, I trust you with this that you've given me like you've given me this gift i'm giving you this back to say to say thank you for giving me this or you've given me this gift i'm giving you this to show you that i trust you yeah. uh for for going forward or whatever it is or for all that you've done like it's so many different ways that it works it's it's in a way of of thanking them and also within trusting them exactly. so that's uh you know that's what it really f falls down to when it comes to like being uh generous and being selfish and mm -hmm. you know so a question that you can you can pretty much ask yourself is am i always looking out for me or am i looking out for others like whatever the the first the first uh thing you have to think about like if you don't if you know that the first thing you do is looking out for others then chances are you're a generous person but if you know that uh the first thing you do is think about yourself then chances are you're a selfish person yeah for sure mm -hmm. 
even if you can't think that you're a selfish person, you may feel like, oh man, I'm never going to be generous. Like, it's never too late if there's still time. You know what I'm saying? It's, my, it's going to be a, a cycle and it's going to be a progress, but it's, it's a process that's not just worth moving, but moving ahead. So, um, like, also, like, you got to think about being generous is like, the way that you treat people is also the way you're treating God. Is like, you're not just serving people just out of people, but you're trying to, you're serving people. Like, the way you serve people is also the way you serve God. So, if you're treating people as is, how are you going to serve God? You know what I'm saying? So, it's just a matter of always making sure, like, with the tithing and not only tithing, but serving and being generous, like, just trusting in God and, you know, resembling, like, when people see you, they should also see Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's a, that's a very mandatory thing. So um, it's important to be generous in all areas in life, no matter, you know, with family, friends, no matter if it's with your talents and gifts, like don't hold off the things that can make a make a, a great impact because you're too selfish to really, you know, bring it out, you know. And, you know, back to the phrase, you know, when you do it to the least of them, you're doing it unto me. That's what mm -hmm. Jesus said. Like when you do it to the, the people that uh, that aren't that aren't like you or that aren't in your family or aren't this, like when you do it to them, you're doing it unto me. So mm -hmm. it's like that homeless person that you're giving money to, or you're buying food for or that person whose groceries you're paying for or that person who's behind you and you're paying it for, or you're paying for their meal. Like you're doing that unto Jesus. Exactly. So that's, uh, that's what that is, man. And um, hopefully, you know, if, if you're hearing this and like I said, if you're, you're a selfish person and you want to become generous, um, it's, it's just, just admitting it and really wanting to make make the change because it's one thing to just say you want to do it and actually doing it and if you're a person that they really want to go from being selfish to generous um the book that i recommended you know the blessed life by pastor robert morris it really talks about tithing it talks about all of that but at the end of it is mainly you know generosity and giving you a heart that's like that's changing your heart of stone to a heart of flesh and making you really really care about what you're doing and using those finances and stuff to uh to not only not better your life but to better the lives of others because ultimately you know in a book it talked about some times where people gave up everything and they gave it up because god asked them to and they gave up everything and in the process of that they trusted god so god just blessed them like a hundred times you know exactly. they gave up their whole bank account and before you know it like the next day well, a couple of days later, whenever it was, he made sure that not only they were provided for, but they that they um they got it back way more than what they they give. And mm -hmm. don't look at giving as something to look forward to as getting back. Because yeah. the book kind of explains on you can't go into something looking for it. You got to give give it from a pure heart, just forgetting about what you what you've given. And even if you try to look for it, it's like it's not guaranteed you're gonna actually find it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So. Well, that's crazy. As I was talking about the blessed life, you know, it, went, it kind of went to the book. See, you got the blessed life right oh, that's there. So that's crazy. But um, let's get into this last topic. Uh, what changes uh, has God made within your heart? Um, so what I mean by that is since you've you've known of God, not since you've known of God, because you could have known of God your whole life and haven't changed, but like, since you've tried to deepen your relationship with God, like on a serious tip, like trying to really grow closer to him, what changes has God made within your life um, during that process? Yeah. Um, one thing that's definitely like old habits that used to find that I used to find so much pleasure in 
and not just old habits, but just say, just saying sin, like sin that I used to take so much pleasure in, man. Like getting to know God, it's like I don't have to run for those things for comfort anymore because I used to run towards those things, like going, you know. Let's just say, for example, like okay, for me, the big one of the biggest like things I've done. I'm not afraid of men anymore because. God, you know, shaped me was porn. Like I would used to like go to that because it's like I used to, I, it made me feel, it made me have a pleasure and I found comfort in it because it's like, I can't run nowhere, nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? It took my mind off of that thing that was destroying me and shifted my mind to somewhere else. But also at the same time, it was a, it was a pleasure that just felt good. Like goes back to felt good, but it, it left a, a big hole in my heart and going to God is like, taking your mind it's like it's like no matter what's around you like having god be that vocal point in my life like just really shaped me into who i meant to be so um big thing was like sin that used to please me does not please me no more um the way that i just see things now is like i used to see things like let's say for example i used to see things in this telescope but looking through this telescope, it's showing me so many other things when getting to know God and stuff like that. So I, I see things in just a whole new perspective, man. It's like, for example, like, uh, let's just say, for example, I'm going through something in life, for example, like it could be literally anything. Like I will look at it before I will look at it and be like, oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. So I'm looking at it it's like there's no way I'm going to get through this. It's too hard. But now, like looking at it now with God is like this is not meant to destroy me i'm in this for a reason and like god is god is pushing me through this and somehow in some way like god is gonna you know make a way through this so like i'm starting to see things in a new way like old habits and sins doesn't really affect me it's just like god really just changed the course of my life in a, a great way man and um i'm thankful that i could say that i, I know him so so man in a way that <clears throat> that god has changed my heart man is um Actually, over the past like couple of years, man, I can say th this has been a journey. This has probably been in the past like ten years. I would say that first, he changed my heart by allowing me to open it up and allow him to come in my heart in the first yeah. place. Because at first, I I knew about him, I, I did this, but I I didn't really care to like have a relationship with him to know about him. So that was first, he'll, you know, soften my heart to allow him to come into it. Secondly, man, he uh, he changed it in a way that um, that allowed me to start looking at the things that I was doing wrong and not wanting to do those things anymore, but wanting to, you know, to do the right things, um, even though like the wrong things, they, they felt so good. You know, and when you were talking about, you know, you were talking about pornography, man, like I, I had that addiction for, for years, man, I would say probably you know almost 20 something years man having having that addiction i thought that that um that was a permanent part a permanent stain within my life and that it would never go away and that i could never get the help and stuff that i needed for it until you know going to church and taking a class um that that had accountability within it so i had to be held accountable for not watching it for not looking for it for being cautious on what i go through because i had accountability partner that would uh, reach out to me if I was to look for anything that had nudity or whatever it is 
And then eventually the thing that I thought would never leave was the thing that uh, that kind of went away uh, because of God changing my heart and changing the way I see things mm -hmm. and all that. And even more recently, you know, God's changed my heart to to want to be the absolute best that I can to not want to do anything wrong. You know, like even from something that I thought was like small from like stealing, like like just stealing small stuff like I don't want to do that anymore, you know, from downloading illegal content like music or TV shows or, or music or movies or whatever. Like I used to do a lot of that. This changed my heart to not want to do that anymore, to not want to steal anything, but to pay for everything uh, to where I used to find stuff that wasn't mine. And if it was beneficial for me, I pocket it or I keep it because I'm like, you know, you know, uh, they lost it now it's mine. But now it's like being more honest with like somebody drop something or lose something. I'm trying to track them down and figure out like, hey, this is yours. Like you worked hard for this. I don't know how you got it, but it's not mine. And I seen that it came from you. So here it goes. And just wanting to, you know, so he's changed my life completely around from being this manipulative, uh, deceitful, uh, not honest, uh, stealing, not caring about people. Uh, from being that person to now being the complete opposite of everything that I just said. So God has really changed my heart from being, you know, like they say, like your cold heart, like you don't care about anything. Like I was a cold hearted person to now my heart, my heart being warm, you know, and, and really caring about everything. Yeah, for sure. Man. You know, so that that's the way that God's kind of kind of changed my heart. Yeah, man. And like also for me, like he's not only like changed my life, but like one of the biggest things that I've known is like he's seen something in me that I couldn't even see myself or what other people couldn't see. And like him seeing that in me is like, I got to see myself the way God sees me now, instead of seeing myself in the way others people see me. And, um, you know, a lot of people really don't do this Christian thing or don't like to know God because, you know, I feel like a lot of people think like life is going to get easier, but I don't necessarily think that night life necessarily gets easier like it might even get harder you know what i'm saying but the fact that you know that you're not walking through it alone and it's like these battles are not even yours but it's the lord's is like you can rejoice in that and be thankful for that like that he hasn't given up on me even when i was at my lowest like and even when i was at my lowest and i thought i was by myself he came to where i was and brought me up you know what i'm saying yep. so that's important to really know and know about god like he's he's always been good and you know and um, he, he never changes. And that's something that's really good. Like with men, we are expected to change. Um, Like, you know, people expect you to change, but God, he never changed. Like he's the same God before, now and forevermore. And, like his ways and his love, his grace, his, his peace, everything that comes with God is like, it never changes. It's consistent. Yeah, it's consistent and persistent. It will continue to, you know, wrap you up and comfort you, man. So like it's, it's very important to to know God, and I promise you, like, he will change your life. So for anybody that's out there that's listening to this that hasn't accepted, you know, Jesus as a Lord and Savior, I promise you it'll be the best decision yes. you've ever made. Like, And the most important. Yeah, because if it's anyone that I'm pretty sure you know someone that, that's in your life that, that has made that decision, and they can tell you personally. So that's someone that's close to you. And even if it's not someone that's close, it's someone that you could see that's on television or whatever. Even if you're hearing this, like from two individuals that we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And it's like, 
I can say I can say with confidence that it's been the best decision Definitely. that we've both ever made. And it's it feels so much better to be completely transformed and changed. The things that you think are good now when you're on the wrong side, you know, things that you think is giving you pleasure, happiness and all that. I can say that when I was doing that, I thought that was that was good. It was fun. It was that. But now that I see it wasn't good, it wasn't fun. It was hurting people. And what I'm doing now is so fulfilling because now it's purpose attached to it. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that when you come over to like to, to the side of just just trusting and believing in God, he'll start revealing and showing you things that you've never thought that you could that could be possible or things that you could have ever thought uh, or imagined. And it, it's just so much better. You know, it's like. You're going to struggle whether you're doing the right thing or the wrong thing. But when you're struggling doing the right thing, you you have more of a fulfillment. You you feel better because, you know, you're not in it alone. But when you're struggling doing the wrong things, you're lost, you're confused, you're wondering. So you, you might as well try to ha get some understanding on that loss or confusion by coming over and just doing the right thing. It, it's you know, it's, it's a lot simpler than. A lot of people put it out to be is it's accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and just believing, you know, um, that, you know, that he died for you and that he really loves you and that he wants a better life for you because he ultimately did it for all of us. You know, um, one of the sayings that we have at our church is like, you know, talking about the gospel, you know, it says the gospel is the good news that Jesus became man. He uh, he lived a life which. We should have lived. He died a death. We should have died mm -hmm. uh, for us uh, in our place. He rose three days later, uh, proving that he was, you know, that he is the son of God. Yeah. So he did all of that just for us. And if that's not good enough, then nothing else will, awesome. you know, for someone to come here. And God did not only give us one chance. He gave us two chances. Mm -hmm. You know, that Jesus is considered the second Adam, yeah. second chance. So he, you know, Adam was meant to be the person that was going to do right by us and do this, but he failed. And God mm -hmm. was like, I'm, I love them too much to let them uh, go down like that. So I'm going to give them a second chance. Exactly. So God knew that just man alone couldn't be our savior. He couldn't do everything that we need. So he had to make, he had to go into human form to be able to be the savior that we needed. Mm -hmm. So man, like if, you, if you're listening to this, you don't know, you know where to go, like where to start. Just just accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's it it it's a lot simpler than they make it out, you know, to be. But it's it's fulfilling, it's rewarding, and you can connect with us or with anyone that's accepting them. It's it's the For best sure. decision that you'll ever make. But, uh, but yeah, that's a that's about it for uh, for today, though. But. Um, you know, Derek, is there anything that you want to leave off with? Because I think that, that this would be an important time. You know, if you got something else after that, yeah. uh, you know, I, I would rather, like, pray. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, just wanted to say, man, like like you said, for those that don't know him, it's like, I promise you it's going to be the best experience in life. Like, you got to think, like, no matter what you did, despite your lowest, despite everything that you did, like, he saw something in you that was worth saving that he had to go in human form to die for you so that you may live and not only die for you. Like, I feel like a lot of people, uh, they hear heroic stories and most of the stories end with heroic sacrifice, but this story didn't just end with a heroic, heroic sacrifice, but a heroic rise as well to conquer 
hell, death, and the grave for you and to know that he's coming back. So um, it's important to really know, like, that God, um, he loves you and cares for you. And um, um, once you get to know him, like, the whole course of your life will change and not just change for, for the good and the better, man. So that's what I have, man. So since that's it, I want to, you know, leave this off with a prayer. And so, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual that's listened to this. Father, I pray that you penetrate the heart of the individuals uh, that have hearts of stone, that don't understand, that want to change, that don't really know how, that are, they're kind of resistant, but they're kind of, you know, open to change and they don't know how they don't know where to go father i pray that uh, you touch their heart in a way that makes them want to accept you into their life and uh, change their life from what it is to what it could be father i pray that this reaches every individual that needs it father i pray that um that you show those individuals love you show them who you are you show them that you will never leave them nor forsake them father i pray that um that you make believers of them by showing them who you are, what you are, the love that you have, and that no one can give them or no one can give them the love that you have. No one can show them the things that you can show them. No one can give them purpose and hope and faith like you can. So I pray that not only that you reach them and you get this message to them, Father, but I pray that they seek out to you and they find you within this, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. Amen.